Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. Ripper episode this week. Geraldine Hickey is on the podcast to talk about how she almost cancelled her Essendon membership following the Andrew Thorburn CEO scandal. Before we get into that, I need to apologize for a mistake I made on the podcast last week. I accidentally said that NASA blew up the asteroid that they hit. Turns out they just knocked it off course. So I just want to apologize to all the nerds out there who sent me messages. I'm so sorry. I hope this clarifies things that you can now move on with your lives and find girlfriends. Uh, before we get into the podcast, just letting you know I've got shows coming up in Narry Warren, Adelaide, Warrnambool and Melbourne. Head to my website, michaelshafer.com for tickets. And now let's get into the intro music. Jez, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Oh, thanks and for despite me. the hangover, mm-hmm. um, how are you feeling today? Uh Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I'm good. Was that too much of a question <laughs> yeah. to start off with? It's like, where, how did you do, I've been questioning my identity yeah. a lot. <laughs> but yeah, no, good. <laughs> so when you came here, I'm currently recording this at my parents' place because mm-hmm. my place is being renovated. So I'm here. My mum has cake constantly. Her thoughts on it? Has it helped the hangover in any way? Oh, it, it, it helped it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Um, there was no icing on the cake, but it no. didn't didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah, because a lot of cakes do require the icing. Yeah, because the you... cake's dry. That wasn't a dry cake. Oh, my mum, Susan yeah. Schaefer, will be so happy. She oh. doesn't really listen to the podcast, but I'm going to tell her to listen Good. to this one. Yeah, just <laughs> she'll, this. she'll listen to the first fifteen seconds. This... Like this is great. See, I, I ate the whole thing. So good. <laughs> yum. Yum, She's yum, yum. Well, that's what you get. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, um, that's one of the perks. You might get a piece of cake. It's pretty good. It's a good perk. Mate, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the pod this week because we try to hit all the big issues on this podcast. Yes. And you've been tweeting about a big one this week that's taken the media by storm, the AFL community by storm. There was also a storm in Melbourne this week. <laughs> so many storms, but this is a metaphorical one. Um, you're a very proud Essendon supporter. Have been for many years, I believe. Grew up supporting the Bombers. Yes. Yeah. And then this week I saw that you tweeted that you were composing a letter to the organisation saying that you were going to not renew your membership or, yeah. or renounce the membership and then you fortunately didn't have to send that email. Yeah. How, what brought you to that position? So... They, this is the Essendon got the, appointed a new CEO. Andrew Thorburn, yes. Yes. You know, I had seen tweets about and then was made aware of his involvement in the Church on the Hill. And it was, you know, as a as a gay person um, and what, he, what that church preaches and the fact that he's the head of that church, I was just like, oh, I am so conflicted. And I, and I went, no, I can't. I can't do it out of – and there's been so many – I mean, Essendon, the club itself, is such a – man, they're so shit at so many things. <laughs> at the moment, things, they just yeah. – they keep making a lot of mistakes. That's They've correct. Made, and it's just – it's so – it's like, oh, I just want to – I just want a nice club, you know, and it's it's this troubling thing of like – that's what I grew up with and that's the team that I loved and mm. it's so hard to love something when they do so many 
bad things. It's a huge conflict. Yeah. So were you planning to renounce your membership and like no longer attend games or watch the I matches? I just wanted to, oh, like I'm a member and I have been for, you know, five years and, and I, you know, I've, I'm a member where I've got, a, you know, a seat at home games and I've got a friend um, that I sit with. And so it was just it, – and it's this nice thing that um, I like, you know, when I have the opportunity to go, it's just a fun thing to do. Um, yeah, and so this came up and I went, I can't – I can't support that. Mm. I can't be a part of that. So um, I had been meaning to, like, you know, cancel my membership, but you can't just – like go on the app and go cancel. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you cancel? Yeah. If you've already, I know what Richmond supporters would famously throw their memberships back at the club in round one yeah. when they had a bad opening round or they'd pop them in the microwave or something. That's classic. Yeah, but we don't have a membership card. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's online. A, it's so, not physical anymore. So yeah. you can't throw it back. So, it was, it was, yeah. so, so I went, oh. <laughs> and so I finally had the opportunity. I was sitting at my computer and I went, oh, this is my, I've got a, okay, I'm going to have to compose an email mm. to them. And I went, actually, this is probably good because then I can say why I'm, I want to do it. And so I'd start and go, hello, wish to um, cancel my membership. My uh, membership number is this. Um, due to the hiring of – and then I, I jumped on Twitter because I was like, <laughs> I can't remember the dude's name. <laughs> so I went, I'll just jump on Twitter. And then the first tweet that was up was – you know, Essendon has accepted the resignation of Andrew. That was his name, isn't it? Andrew so, Thorburn, yeah, 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 yeah. Andrew Thorburn. And it was like 48 seconds. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, the timing. So I just tweeted. I'm like, I literally composed in the email to cancel my membership. Yeah. And then so didn't – I was just like, oh, well, there's some admin I don't have to do right now. <laughs> this but is also, why it's good to be online a lot. Yeah. You, know, you, you find out straight away. Oh, it's so good. I'm still questioning whether I, you know, stay a member of this, you know, cooked club, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but also it was, you know, the, the we've got a women's team now mm. and I went to the opening round of the AFLW with um, Essendon versus Hawthorne and it was – it was so exciting to be able to, you know, wear my bomber's jumper and my scarf and have my beanie and everything and just and feel pride in wearing it yeah. again. For, I haven't had that for such a long time. Yeah. Mostly because the, the men's team are not very good. <laughs> the women's team's all right. I think they're like mid-table at the moment. It's their first year in the season, and it and it shows. But also, they're very good players. I mean, they a lot of the team, um, you know, played in the the VFLW, and they were the premiers. So, you know, they've got there's a lot to be excited about. They've got a female coach. Mm. They pay their players well. Like the, it's exciting. There's some you know good stuff to come out of it. But I'm just like. Yeah, I just want to cancel my men. I'll stick with the women. <laughs> Can I, you have a membership just for the AFL women? Yeah, 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 and I do. Like I've got my, you know, just my women's membership and then and then the men's. Um, but, yeah, so maybe I do just leave the men. But then it's just like, I don't know. I just I just want them – I want them to do better. Mm. Well, it's still obviously very much a boys' club. They're trying very mm. hard not for it to not be like that. Yeah. But, it still seems to be the case. I mean, you've got to say this about Essendon is that they did force the guy to resign essentially. Yeah. So 
it seems like they've stuffed up in their due diligence. In oh. Ernest, Ernest Young was conducting the due, due diligence on their behalf mm. and someone has, has missed this. Um, maybe it's like, it seems like an easy... Oh, it seems like an easy thing to miss. Yeah. You know, like you think, okay, he's, he's, on a, he's a member of a church, but you wouldn't think, oh, is this church like openly homophobic? Yeah. I know some of them are obviously, but... But he's the head of that church. He's the head of the church, so you'd want to think, what are, what are they actually saying? I guess yeah. so. But yeah, but it was, um, I think, a huge stuff up by them from a due diligence perspective. Yeah. But then I think they made the right call in requiring him to kind of choose between resigning at the chairmanship mm. or staying on as CEO. Yeah. And I think that that aspect of things was probably handled well, yes. I will say this: obviously, very embarrassing that they point a guy twenty-four hours later. He's resigning. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to ask: Have you had a? What's your shortest time in a job? Oh. Um, I've had plenty of um call center jobs. Yeah. And sometimes I just go through the training. <laughs> oh, there's been times where I've just gone through the training, and once I get on the phone, so I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I'm out. <laughs> See ya. Well, it's cold calling people. That's obviously yeah. that's, a, that's a skill that re- you got. That I just is kind of uncomfortable. I with freeze people. up. I was working for one where it was like trying to get people to sign up to this energy company, and it was I would just get so invested and <laughs> so rejected when people didn't want to talk to me. <laughs> just feel, I was so emotional. You're like, like I'm the CEO of Origin Energy. Yeah. I'm calling you directly, yeah. please. It was just we like, think this is great for you. It was so we, I would like. I remember the first one that I got through, I ended up crying at the end of it. I was just so like, I think it was, you know, I was very stressed about doing it all right anyway. That would be a great way, by the way, to get them to sign up. I'll sign up if you stop crying. I'm (laughs) so sorry. Yeah, but I did get them. It was all, everything went really great. And I was just like this overwhelming kind of, oh, I did it and it all worked. And just almost like the relief. Yeah. Yeah. So I cry a lot. And that was, yeah. One of the times that so I just was not made at <laughs> call center job. Well, the reason why I bring it up is because mm. I, I I found footage of what I think is the shortest career or, or shortest time in a role ever. Yeah. Do you know uh, the story of Mal Meninga, who's a oh. former league legend? Yeah. So Mal Meninga, former league legend for the Canberra Raiders. For the Raiders, correct? Mm. Yeah. So did you know that he had a very brief foray into politics? Oh, maybe. I mean, it's so brief that it lasted literally 28 seconds. Oh, <gasps> what happened? So, and it's the reason, reason why I'm particularly, fascinated, particularly excited to bring this to you is because it sounds similar to you on your first day of your call center job where you've, you've done the training, you've turned up and you've yeah. gone, oh no, I can't do this. So I'm going to show you this clip and yeah. we'll, we'll play it in the podcast as well for the benefit of our listeners. So enjoy this very, very short clip that really just in, shows his entire career, okay? Former Australian rugby league star Mel Meninga tried a career in Canberra, for a moment anyway. I was just a person out there making sure that I was... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> that's so relatable. <laughs> Yeah, and then he walks out of the studio and is not a politician anymore. That's amazing. Is that kind of similar to how you felt on yes. your first call? Yeah. Yes. 
It's the you know it, you know everything that you're supposed to say, and you've got to, and it's just a matter of yeah, you just say, and then it's oh, it, oh, and then everything flashes forward. It's just like oh, I can't even get through this one sentence, and this is going to happen all the time. <laughs> I'm going to get out now. It gets I'm the best out. of all of us, you know. Oh. Hey, the first episode I did of this podcast went for 28 seconds. I asked the first question, and I just walked out. <laughs> just I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> But how good is that? But he is, a, and I can see why you know people would want him in politics, and why he mm. he's a, he was a great he leader. Could have had a very successful yeah. career, I would have thought, particularly in Canberra. Yeah, but uh, didn't want to answer or couldn't answer a, a question on the radio. Oh, yeah. What was the question again, though? I don't think there was a question. Oh. I think it was just like, "Hey, mate, welcome to the studio." And then he realised, "No, nah, I don't want to oh, do geez. this." <laughs> I think we got to normalize that a little bit more. I like. I think that's a trailblazer, yes. that man. I think we got to normalize turning up to a job on day one and saying, "No, I can't do this." And walking yeah. out. This is not for me. Yeah. There are better people that can do this <laughs> yeah. job. I'm yeah. out. I gotta say, it'd be great if politicians were that honest. Yeah. There are so many politicians who are bad at their job. And they know they're not good, but they stick around. Yeah. It'd be so good if they just came out and said, nah, actually, this is is for the benefit of everyone. I'm going to stop right now. Yes. I mean, we would lose (laughs) half of the parliament if that happened. Oh. (laughs) I wanted to um, get back to the Thornburn controversy. Yeah. So I uh, just spoke to a mate of mine who, diehard Essendon supporter, Mm -hmm. he's gay as well, and he's Jewish. Now, the reason I mentioned the Jewish thing is because... The church was also condemned by the Jewish community for comparing abortion to the Holocaust. That's right. Yes. So they the the statement on the church's website, which they've since deleted, which I think I guess was good of them to delete, but to have it on the website for ten years is already not great. They basically said, "Oh, you know, people will look back on abortion the same way we look back on the Holocaust as a really like dark time in history," and it's such an in. It's a very impressive statement to offend so many people yeah. in one go. Like to yeah. offend women, to offend Jews, to offend any decent-minded people in just such a in so mm. few words, I think is quite impressive. Yeah, who can beat that? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to beat yeah. that. Yeah. So they came out and made that statement and I thought, well, I've got a friend who's Jewish, who's gay and an Essendon supporter. Yeah. I I wonder what his take is on the Andrew Thorburn thing. So I literally just spoke to him moments before this podcast and I said, mate, how did you feel about that signing? And he said, look, I was most offended by the fact that they signed a disgraced banking executive. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't the statement. (laughs) It wasn't the association (laughs) with the church. It was the association with NAB that really upset him the most because Andrew Thorburn was the CEO of NAB prior to this and in 2019 was forced to resign following the Royal Commission into banking. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, taking fees off dead people. (laughs) Yes. It's, It's actually crazy how a man who charged dead people fees lost his job but not for that. I know. It's so, yeah. Uh, they said, oh, you know, we're proud to announce this, you know, this Andrew Thorburn is our CEO. And they said he's been, um, you know, worked for NAB and stuff. And I, like, I didn't read any further into it. I was just like, oh, <laughs> some white old, like, I just, I kind of, I look at the Richmond Football Club and look at what Peggy O'Neill mm. did. And I just went, why can't we... Look outside the box like yeah, that, you know. Available. Yeah, just have someone that you know, 
I think the only thing he had going for him was that he was an Essendon supporter. Like he, he you know. <laughs> yeah, that was like the cl- and I was There's just lots like, of Essendon supporters. Yeah. You're an Essendon supporter, mate. Uh, you yeah. ha- and you're not a disgraced NAB CEO. I know. I could do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for 28 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is that this has become now such a political thing. So Daniel Andrews came out and supported the Essendon Football Club. And I didn't know that Dan Andrews is yeah, he's, a, he's he, Catholic. Oh, yeah. And oh, he goes to the say? Bombers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a, a Catholic bomber, like me. Are, are you you were raised Catholic well, as grew, well? Yeah, grew up Catholic. Um, no longer practicing. No, yeah, no, few reasons. <laughs> um, well, so Dan, Dan Andrews came out and said, "I'm Catholic," and yeah, he was raised Catholic. Sends his kids to a Catholic school, mm. and he said that you can be Catholic and also be standing with the LGBT community. So he was. Oh, absolutely. So he supported yeah. the Essendon's, Essendon's decision, and then of course Peter Dutton comes out and says, "Bloody political correctness gone now." Yada yada yada, and I think. And as soon as Peter Dutton says this was the wrong decision, you got to think they bloody nailed that decision, actually. As yes. soon as Peter Dutton disagrees with it, you got to think, I think they got it right. That's been the really upsetting thing that comes out of it is all this right-wing media, media commentate, commentators from the right wing, like yeah. the Prue McSweeney's and the <laughs> Duttons and, you know, there's people coming out and talking about how, you know, it's this religious discrimination mm. and... And just and also just random people going, you know, oh, what's next? You know, so I guess people that you know are part of whatever church, you know, I guess Muslims or um, Catholics or Seven Day Adventists and stuff should mm. need apply for the job of see. And it's just like, no, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not these religion. It's the it's the bigotry mm. that his religion comes with, and also. Cause, and then people will be like, yeah, but Catholics are against homosexuality and, and whatnot. And it's like, yeah, but we're not getting the head of the church. He's <laughs> I believe the, the Pope is actually lined up for the job yeah. now, just so you know. Exactly. It's I think it's like, him, Israel Flower, the two big contenders oh now God. to take over. So. <laughs> it's, you know, but it's that thing. It, and, and it's like, here you are, you know, people complaining or, um, you know, fighting for this guy's right to have a job. Mm. And it's like, that's the hill you're going to die on? Yeah. For this ex-banking executive white dude to have a job. He's going to be fine. <laughs> and, you know, have his, be the head of the church at the same time. Whereas mm. on the other side, it's like, because the debate, you know, becomes about religion versus, you know, the, the rights of the LGBTIQ mm. community. Um, and and it's, it goes to, well, which one's more important? Um, you know, because they're, you know, on the right-hand side and the religious people are like, they should be able to do this and, you know, they're fighting for this guy to have a job. Mm. Whereas on the other side, the the rights of the LGBTI community, we're just, we're fighting for the right to exist mm. and be who we are. There's so many people from that community that, have died as a result of, you know, this kind of public debate. And then so it brings up, you know, it was so triggering of, you know, memories of, you know, when the plebiscite was happening and it's just, yeah, people just arguing over our right to exist, Mm. over someone's right to believe in God or whatever or whatever. And that's the thing, you can still believe in all that, have it, but you can't be the head of the church and... 
you know, think that it's okay to run this football club at the same time. Well, I think that's what's interesting is that he was he's the chairman of this church. Mm. So you're kind of in like a, a very strong managerial role, I would have thought, yeah. as the chairman. And you represent the values of the church when you are the chairman. And I think that's what's different between that situation and the GWS player, Hanin Streaker. Yes. But she's Muslim. Mm. She opts out of the pride round. Yeah. She opted out of it earlier this year and she's opting out of it next week as well. Yeah. And I can see that there's like some hypocrisy there in the sense that the AFL community doesn't come out and condemn that as harshly or the LGBT community doesn't come out and condemn that as harshly, perhaps. Hmm. But I think the difference is that she's not the CEO of the club. She's not the CEO of the club. And it's, you know, and she it's her right not to participate, mm. you know. And I'm and I'm supportive of that. Like if you don't want to I, I'm surprised that she can remain on the team. I'm surprised that mm. she can not participate and then come back the next week and her teammates are happy for her to be in the team. I think they'd be very disruptive to the team environment. But if they can make it work, yeah. I guess that's an and internal I guess they matter. Would, you know, they obviously have made it work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think if I was personally on the team and I, as a gay person, it's like this. Well, you'd last 28 <sighs> seconds on the team. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like, I'd be good for like the first rotation and yeah. the first interchange. But it's also it's interesting when the when the rugby players, um, when that story, the manly seven, yeah, yeah, when that story first broke, and it had a photo of like the the jumper, and I thought it was because of the big gambling. That's what I thought too. And I was just like, oh, good on him. <laughs> Oh, that's terrific. Yeah, there's too much gambling in sport. You're tweeting like on got to support the Manly 7. Yeah. These blokes are heroes. Yeah, but it was a bit – I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I love it how there's some men out there like putting a stand on – and it's like, oh, no, it's the – oh, you. <laughs> it's you the colours. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's the rainbow and it's like – I don't know. It's just – it's yeah, it's really hurtful because um, – Having this bigotry and using this religion as a you know as a front for hating gay people mm. essentially at the end of the day and it's like where do you get this from because you know Jesus didn't preach about hating gay people mm. you know so and and you get well, like one passage out of the Bible um, yeah to define like an entire like I don't know almost belief system based on this yeah. one passage is very it's very weird. strange yeah I find it interesting how People say you got to respect like my homophobic beliefs because they're religious based. Yeah, but if you're it, just homophobic just because you just don't like gay people, yeah. people condemn that. But for some reason, if you could make the argument it's based on a religious passage, now we have to, have respect, to respect it. it. And in the law, it is respected. So yeah. technically, Andrew Thorburn would have a very... I was reading some lawyer's perspectives mm. on this. He'd have a very strong case. If he wanted to sue the Eston Football Club, I presume he doesn't yeah. want to do that because he wants to maintain the relationship, but he would have a very strong case yeah. for discrimination based on his religious beliefs as the law currently stands. Yeah. So and I guess a lot of people would, you know, be talking about that on the right side. Yeah. Well, I, I like to read their opinions because I'm interested. I just want to make oh, sure yeah, that like yeah. I'm not like stuck in an echo chamber or a bubble. So I don't agree with that mm. law that, that he would have a strong case, but it seems like he would currently. Yeah. What I think is interesting is... Under, like looking at the reverse situation. So a lot of mm. these people who are, and I'm trying to understand their perspective, they come out and say, 
you should be allowed to hold these particular beliefs and also at the same time mm. have a position of leadership at an organisation. Yeah. And I find that hard to reconcile when those two organisations have very conflicting values. Yes. And particularly when you're the Essendon Football Club and you're trying to be more inclusive, you're trying to welcome sponsors and, and, and bring more people into your club, mm. even if it's not for an altruistic goal, probably for a monetary financial benefit. Yeah. Whatever. If the Essendon decides that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But... If you look at the reverse, it's very interesting. There's so many Catholic schools that are firing gay teachers. Yeah. So I think this is my solution to the whole problem. Andrew Thorburn, he gets to be the CEO of the Eston Football Club and the chair of the church. Mm-hmm. But the priest of the church now has to be gay. Oh, yeah. And everybody goes to the church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the church now has to yeah. be gay. <laughs> oh, imagine that. So that's like just a bit of like, hey, well, if he gets to keep that job, then you, yeah. can't, you can't fire gay teachers from Catholic schools anymore. Yeah. Every gay, every Catholic school gets to have a gay principal. Yeah. But gay teachers are really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the difference. He's really bad at his job. You saw what he did with Nap. So <laughs> what my, it feels like they're still winning in that outcome. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, my, um, my year six teacher... Um, one of the best teachers I yeah from all through primary school got to year six and I was like so excited to get this teacher and 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 he was gay not that we knew it when we were you know <laughs> I found out it kind of all made sense many years yeah, later yeah, yeah. I was like oh no he was so fun <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, I had a teacher like that also in grade six who was our arts teacher yeah and yeah he was so much fun oh, so camp yeah. <laughs> And he always looked amazing, like just perfectly dressed, very well groomed, constantly. Yes. And then, and then, you know, years later, we're like, oh yeah, he was one hundred percent gay. Yeah. And he was probably our favourite teacher in primary school, Mr. Rosai, lovely guy. Oh, Mr. Michaels. Mr. Michaels. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how you remember teachers' names? I haven't, I haven't thought about Mr. Rosai for twenty over twenty years, but I still remember him very, very well. Yeah. See, gay teachers are good. Yeah, we can. <laughs> hey, City Point College, if you're listening, yeah. get some more of them. Now, I think it would be remiss of us not to give uh, Andrew Thorburn um, or, or give voice to what he said okay, uh, yeah. in response to all of this. So he loses his job. Mm-hmm. Now, then he goes to LinkedIn. Now, And that's how you know this is a real corporate story Yeah, when there's a public statement on LinkedIn. I didn't even have access to this statement until my fiance, who's a lawyer, was like, have you seen this? And then she sent me screenshots. Oh. I don't even have a LinkedIn account. Yeah, me neither. Uh, if you've got to apologize, don't apologize on a platform that no one has access to, except for the corporates. Yeah. So anyway, he comes out and writes this. Now, this, I, I pulled out some uh, parts of the statement. And what, I, what frustrates me about the statement is the vagaries of the statement. Mm-hmm. So... At no point does he come out and say, this is what I believe specifically about abortion or gay people. He just makes really broad statements about Christian faith and that shits me. Because if you just get into detail, because once you get into the detail, that's when your argument collapses. But he stays very vague in order to avoid that. So he says this, my personal Christian faith is not tolerated or permitted in the public square. And it's not your personal Christian faith. It's mm. these very specific, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like you, you yeah. keep things broad so that yeah. you do, you can't get also, attacked. Also, st- the Christian fa- is 
so tolerated. (laughs) It's supported in the public square. (laughs) Like we have like Christmas every year. We've got Christmas. We've got Easter. The idea that it's not tolerated. It's like the basis of our society (laughs) is founded on Christianity essentially. And it's like, oh, Oh my, anyway, so, what else has he got? So that's what he says. Then he comes out and says, people should be allowed to hold different views on complex, personal and moral matters. Yes. I just don't think that being gay is a complex matter. I, I, yeah. Maybe it was a few thousand years ago. Yeah. I feel like today it's not. No. I don't know what's complex about it. Yeah, just people are gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that he's missed some sex ed classes. I don't know. But then he goes on. This is what I. This is my favorite line. This is mm-hmm. my favorite line because he says, "My Christian faith and my association with the church are unacceptable in our culture. If you wish to hold a leadership position in society, mm. our Prime Minister Scott Morrison was outwardly Christian. Yes, his whole thing was I'm Christian. His yeah. whole thing was taking cameras to the service to the, to watch him pray." Mm. He was the leader of the country. So you can't say that yeah. being Christian makes it impossible to hold a leadership position in society. Yeah, because we, I mean, I know we've, he got voted out, but at one stage he did get voted in. He did get voted in, yeah. And we all knew he was a Christian then. It was huge. It was like a big part of his campaign. Yeah. It appealed to so many people. It's like, it, no, sorry, Andrew, but at the end of the day, it's like... <laughs> You're just a home, homophobe. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And, and that's a my... racist and a misogynist, so get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. The last thing that I just wanted to say about this man in particular, which I thought was interesting, mm. was um, just, oh, look, I'll, I'll try to bring the Jewish perspective in as much as I possibly can because yes. that's just who I am. Yeah. Do you remember Joseph Gutnick, who was the president of the Melbourne Demons Football Club? Yes. So he was a rabbi. That's right, yes. So he was a rabbi and as a result of that, he could not attend matches on Saturdays or Friday nights. That's right. So he quite famously didn't go to the 2000 grand final because it was on a Saturday afternoon. I remember because this was against the Bombers. Against the Bombers. You would remember it very well. I feel like you really enjoyed that game. Yeah. In hindsight, they did get absolutely smashed. So maybe yeah. not a bad one to miss for Joseph Gutnick. But I find that fascinating because his religious faith precluded him from watching or attending some matches. Mm. Does that make it untenable for him to be the... I mean, we didn't have this discussion at the time, but I'm like, would that... Imagine if that happened now. If so, I, I'm, I'm Jewish and I want to be the chairman or the CEO, just so you know, I'm not going to be around on Friday nights and Saturday afternoons. I think it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Good <laughs> because, answer. That was a test. <laughs> um, well, at the end of the day, he's not playing. It's true. He's not pulling on the boots. Yeah. yeah. Not pulling on the boots. And I don't, you I'd couldn't really have a religious Jewish player. Yeah. Or oh, I hope that most of his work is done Monday to Friday. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, like during and, business and, and, hours. And Friday before sundown, ideally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, yeah. I think he would famously tape the games and then watch them later on. 
that's the, that's what you should do. That's what a lot of people do anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you when it's a, when you know it's going to be a close game and you can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much better to watch it watch, watch it, it later. The, yeah, when like I'm, I'm sure you wish you had it done that for the grand final <laughs> this year, mate. Because you're a Sydney supporter, aren't I, you? I am a Sydney supporter. <sighs> it's been a tough couple of weeks for me. And also, do you know what I just found out recently? I was speaking to my friend who's a sports journalist, and mm. I said, "Thank God that the Sydney Swans like have never had this type of oh, you know moral." dilemma playing out in the public sphere because I would find that really hard and yeah. thank God that the Swans have always been very supportive of the LGBT community mm. they have the pride round with St Kilda every year fantastic and then my mate goes to me but did you know that Qatar Airways is a huge sponsor of the Sydney Swans oh, that's right yeah. and what do they do to the gay community in Qatar and I was like ah shit so yeah. it feels like it just feels like everyone is morally compromised to some extent and where do you draw the line? Exactly. Yeah. Tom Harley, who's the football boss at um, the Sydney Swans, has been asked about the Qatar Airways mm. uh, connection and his response. I don't know what it was word for word, but it was along the lines of, yeah, but, you know, you know, we're trying to like change Qatar from within. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, that'll... That works. That'll work. Oh yeah, I want to ask you: What is it, um, mm. your mate that you're on the phone to? Is he is he a member? Where yeah, he's a member. Essendon and, member, and he's staying a member. Like he he is staying a member. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it, I think at the end of the day, it's like you have to justify your decision. Of you know, I have to just I now have to justify why I'm staying an Essendon member. Mm, you don't want to have to justify that all the time. Yeah. Do you know what it reminds me of is so you know the Washington Football Club over in the NFL in America. Yes. They're now called the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Now a couple of years ago they were called the Washington Redskins. That's right. Yeah. And for years there was always like this big push for them to change their nickname. Everyone was like, "That's a pretty." racist yeah. derogatory term and they'd always be like no nah, we're we're paying homage to <laughs> we're going to change it from within <laughs> yeah, exactly and then uh, they managed to hold the line for many many years and not change blm movement happens and everyone's like all right now you got to change and so they finally did change and now they're called the washington commanders but i always felt sorry for washington fans mm. who would have to like justify yeah. Why they support this team all the going around being like I'm a Washington fan and but and then like what's <laughs> what's, what, what's, what's the full name of that club? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, you don't want to be in that position where you feel like you have to justify every time you mention that you're an Essendon supporter or something. Yeah. And I feel but with the Essendon it's it's been 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've had to justify for quite a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was just – and that's like I was saying at the start. It's it's still – I'm still questioning the whole thing, like everything about the club, you know. And and just AFLM in, in general, like it's – now that there's the AFLW and going to – the matches are so different. And it was interesting. I went to the – when I went to the Hawthorne Essendon game – the AFLW one, and we're sitting behind the goals at Marvel and there was lots of, you know, footy fans, but I could tell they were, you know, fans of men's footy. Mm. 
Um, and so there was lots of they started cheering and there was like and they booed you know there's always booing um, how did you is that how you could tell they were foot, men's football fans because yeah, of the booing yeah just the way that they were cheering and just being aggressive yeah. and also just you know just taking up a lot of space <laughs> in general like verbally and physically and just emotionally they were like nah this is ours yeah. and then they started booing at one point and I went no no booing there's no booing this is the women we don't boo in this game. The like, culture is so different at the two games. Oh, exceptional. And so we moved and went round, you know, sat round, you know, on the wing. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh, this is this is where my people's at. <laughs> yeah. There was like two women, you know, sitting sitting next to me. And one of them said, she said, um, oh, does your mum like watch, watch football? And she went... Nah, my mum doesn't watch any white men's sport. <laughs> and I was like, yes, oh. thank you. And I had some, you know, some, you know, um, non-binary trans kids behind me and stuff and people with purple hair. And I'm like, this is this is the space that I love to be in. And this is why I support the AFLW because it, it brings a whole, you know, different crowd of people. And I think, you know, the more that the, the clubs realise that there are two different you know, demographics, mm. you can't, you're not always going to put both of them. I just happen to be on both sides. Yeah. You know, I think with the men's side, they don't kind of look at the inclusive of, of what they could have. And they're like, no, it's just fellas and we do this and we want to do this. And it's just like, you know, it could be heaps better. Yeah. They could have more people supporting it. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, the last thing I just wanted to ask you about. Just yes. Because I know that this would have upset you quite a lot to see one of the old guard mm. get taken out this week. Wayne Carey mm. has lost all of his media jobs. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. Uh, another one bites the dust, yeah. you know. So it was just this week that he this is because he was still hired by what nine like the papers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So of course, if you don't know the backstory, he was in the last few weeks caught at Crown Casino in Perth with a bag of white powder. Yeah. Which he claims was anti-inflammatory. Yeah. That he crushes up into a white powder and ingests it that way. Uh, now that sounds perfectly logical and I can't imagine what else it could be. Mm. Now, some nefarious people out there in the community have jumped to these conclusions that I think are baseless that the white powder might have been an illicit substance. Yeah. Yeah, which is I've never even heard of any illicit substance that comes in a white powder. So No, and in little bags <laughs> and that you'd have at the casino. Like what? What is yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I you mean I've got I've had injuries in the past. Mm. You know, I used to play football myself and whenever I had an injury, I'd always go home straight afterwards, crush up some Voltaren and yep. then snort it at Crown Casino in Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah, you that get was just it. part of the recovery. That yeah. was just part of the recovery. Sunday mornings we go do that. So but the point being is <laughs> <laughs> he's been hard done by. That's the point. Yeah. But yeah, he's lost his. So now he hasn't had his uh, contract renewed with seven. He's lost his gig at Triple M, and the Age also put out a statement saying that he wouldn't be writing for us. Yeah. Uh, going forward. So just your. My Your thoughts on that. On that. Yeah. Oh, I think that um, there was 
stuff from his past (laughs) (laughs) that um, he'd already, he was already in the position and, you know, they couldn't go back and go, actually, we've had a look at your history (laughs) and the current state of the world and what people think of, you know, your people like you having a position in the media and um, but we can't go back on that because we've already hired you. Yeah. So oh, thank God you've had this other little thing yes. that we can go. Oh no, absolutely not. Yes. So you're out. That's what I find fascinating is that yeah. I reckon they were like, we got to get rid of this guy eventually. And would, yeah. And it was like, a what a blessing! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Finally, he's he's done something again. And but also, but also at the end of the day, it's like, thank thank goodness it was just. A powder. Yeah, hundred percent. It could. Thank goodness that's the thing that took him out. Because yeah. you had said to me, Wayne Carey will lose all of his jobs. Mm. I would have been like, holy shit! What, what would he have had to do? Yeah. You know, because he's done so much bad stuff. Are you telling me he has to? He's gone even worse. Yeah. But you're right. The fact that he was already kind of on eggshells meant that even just the smallest thing just, would send him over. Yeah. I mean, the HR department <laughs> when all of them, I could just imagine. I'm sure they would have been like, "How do we? Yeah, how do we get rid of him? And we can't." I reckon they'd be. De- to- can I say? I think the HR departments would be very concerned about getting rid of him because mm. he probably keeps them all employed. That, yeah. They're going to have to halve the HR department now that he's gone. <laughs> Just he created so much work for them. <laughs> oh. They're going to have very, very quiet Monday to Fridays. I wonder what he's going to do now. It's a great question. I is imagine a, a lot position more. position of the CEO <laughs> at the Essendon Football yeah. Club. Well, there is a role available, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Knowing Essendon, he's, they're probably giving him a call, actually. Actually, yeah. if you want to coach, mate, you're, you can... St- you can stand on the sidelines and... He'll open up a bar. Oh, that's what they love, opening up bars, these blokes. That's what he'll do. Yeah, he'll open up a bar and get into a lot of gambling debts. <laughs> that's what I reckon. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Uh, is there anything that uh, you'd like to plug uh, to your listeners? Obviously, they can follow you on the socials at Geraldine Hickey. Yeah, I'm on on Twitter and um, what else? All the socials. I'm on TikTok, but I post it maybe once a month. <laughs> okay. But it's good fun. You can also catch Geraldine on the wing at Marvel Stadium as well. If, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Around, or at the, you know, the little grounds at the Vic Park. Love going to Vic Park. It's Beautiful. Good. Yeah. Mate, thanks again. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks. It. it was a really great chat. I just loved it.